0: The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Big Data, we are back. The Full Spectrum Podcast. Week 18 is in the books. Big Data, I'm going to tell you this. I wasn't sure about Week 18. I wasn't sure, do we actually want another week of NFL? The correct answer is, of course we do. Were we getting a little tired of the week? I, I, I won't lie to you. I was anxious and excited about the playoffs starting. But if every week team going forward can guarantee the excitement that we had this past year, I'm down for it. A crazy, crazy end to week 18 of the 2022 season, my friend.
0: What a gift week 18 was. I think we all just assumed it was like week 17 always is. But no, week 18 had its own flavor. It literally showed you that there can be too many games. Like some teams completely fell apart. Yeah. Crazy upsets, unbelievable things happened it's my favorite week of the year now bring on the week 18 couldn't agree more and
1: real quick let's recap the two games that everybody and their dog has talked about so we'll just do it because it's our turn to do it got to start with the colts jacksonville this very podcast last week i said to you big data doesn't it worry anybody that going into that weekend vegas and the joes and the pros had it at 50 percent money no one could decide because The Colts hadn't won in Jacksonville since 2015. And cue the Wentz. Carson Wentz went Carson Wentz in that game. And for those that have ever watched Kingpin, it's like a Munson. That's not a good thing. (laughs) Carson Wentz absolutely sucked so badly that he single-handedly basically gave three teams an opportunity. One team, all they had to do was win, and they're in. But because they lost, three teams had an opportunity to, to get in there. Real quick, before we get to that amazing Sunday night game, Big Data, what happened to Indianapolis against Jacksonville on Sunday?
0: It's inexplicable, really. Uh, they had all the momentum in the world. They were playing great. They were playing the worst team in football. And I mean, they just blew it. I don't know. I don't think there's any other way to, there's no real, there's no real data on this one. They just stunk and they blew it.
1: (laughs) I showed you my ticket after the, the Maverick pulled off a beautiful win. I knew from day one, I just said to myself, if Carson Wentz beats me, he beats me, but there was no way of doing it. Carson Wentz, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my pocket Thank you, sir, for doing what you do best, and that's sucking. But that, <laughs> what that meant was it it opened up a huge realm. All of a sudden, Pittsburgh sees the scoreboard against Baltimore and says, oh, my God, I actually have a chance. Cue Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers winning in overtime against their arch rivals, the Baltimore Ravens, which now puts them into the seventh spot against the Sunday night game. And what I mean against is, if we said it last week on this podcast, if the LA chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders just tie Pittsburgh's out, but of course the drama what it is in the NFL said, no, these guys are actually going to play each other. And with a few minutes left in the game, the Raiders are up by 15 points. And then all of a sudden somehow cue Justin Herbert to do the opposite of what Wentz did. And he ties the game and it goes to overtime. Big data. (laughs) The Raiders pull it out last minute with a last-second field goal in Las Vegas. I called it, granted, but not like this. Was that maybe one of the greatest games you've ever seen?
0: It certainly had some of the most anxious moments I've ever seen in an NFL game. So many things happening. We went to overtime. Kind of miraculously, it was a 19-play a drive by the Chargers. To tie the game uh, with, you know, in less than two minutes, which was just outrageous. The Chargers couldn't do anything on first down, second down, or third down, but miraculously (laughs) converted several fourth downs on the drive. And I thought to myself, okay, they tied the game. You know, Vegas is cooked now. There's no way they're going to win this game. Right. And then there was this you know, back and forth and overtime, nothing too exciting happening in overtime. And then we get to the very end and the announcers start saying, well, the whole overtime, really, they were saying it, but they're like, well, this game could end in a tie and both teams could go in the playoffs and Pittsburgh would go home. And it looked for a second like it was going to happen. The Vegas was running down the clock and then San Diego took a time – or sorry, <laughs> I shouldn't say San Diego. The L.A. Chargers took right, a timeout. Right and it seemed like the Raiders changed their minds. They, they went against that brutal Chargers run defense. Jacobs got some yards, put him in the field goal range, and they won the game on the field goal. So Pittsburgh makes the playoffs somehow, miraculously. You called it. You said that tie was going to get them in, and it did. And somehow they're playing the Chiefs this week.
1: I I don't know what's happening anymore. Like it's, I, I dare, I say it, you need at least a tie in the record. But if I'm Pittsburgh, I just showed the, I showed the world that a tie in the NFL is actually a benefit. It's huge. Look at Baltimore, Baltimore. All they needed to do was tie in two of those games where they went for the two point conversion, or at least kick the field goal and go to overtime. And they probably be the ones that are in the playoffs today. It's, it's crazy. And last thing, um, you know, you're a big analytics guy. I've started to respect the analytics because of your spreadsheets and all that throughout this podcast and this year. Um, that coach on the LA Chargers, he's got to learn some analytics or slash time management. Who calls a timeout? Like, I, on one end, I kind of get it, Big Data. Like, he wanted to, like, make sure that more yards to try to get a closer field goal. But just let the clock run, man. The pressure was all on the Raiders, not on you. Is it, I'm still to this day still confused about that one. I just don't get it.
0: It was confusing just because, you know, what was the goal of it, right? To to yeah, going to get the ball back and score. I guess there's a <laughs> chance, but I, guess. Uh, I think the the bigger blunder though is, you know, going for it on fourth down improves your chances of winning, but there's a risk reward you also have to factor in is factor in you know the risk of going for it on fourth down in your own 20 yard line in the second half it's probably not a the risk reward on that's not great agreed uh, so analytically eh, it was i get what he was trying to do but it went a little too far and it, it really ended up costing them in the end
1: when do you think it'll be, you know, like right now we see it on the sidelines where some coaches have a guy that'll just grab them by the hips and move him around so he doesn't run into referees. When are we going to see the math guy on the sidelines? When are we going to see a guy with a calculator and those poker hats, the green little brims, running around going, you know, like and pulling <laughs> off some sort of like mathematical analysis? Mark my words, sooner than later, we'll see them on the sidelines. You know, the,
0: the, the failure of the Google glasses ruined that dream for all of us. That's <laughs> so true
1: so true big data with that being said we finished week 18 how did the stats m- match up i mean i had a good week big data tell me i pulled it off tell me that we're going into the playoffs as a- an actual playoff you won. you won uh you know the first portion of the season maybe i won the second portion i don't even know tell me come on give it to me baby
0: we're gonna just drag it out here just to make it more painful for you <laughs> let's do the season results here <laughs> Three games a week between myself and Maverick. We, you know, we had a busy summer. We we started in week three. What can I tell you? We started week yeah, three, hey, so a little bit off. We had to check it. We, but we did gamble on forty nine games each. That's quite a big sample. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's recap the first half, weeks three through nine. I went eleven and ten. Mm. Maverick, you went an inexplicable three and 18 fair enough
1: yeah i like that three and 18
0: wow second half of the season weeks 10 through 18 my
1: bookie is gonna be a how how, wow really three and 18 that bad okay go
0: (laughs) but second half weeks 10 through 18 you turned it around miraculously enough actually Mm -hmm. you went 15 and 13 in the second half of our season Big numbers. Very, very impressive. Thank you, sir. Except oh, no. I, I went 16 and 12. Oh. Got you by one game in the second <laughs> half of the season. You know what? Oh.
1: Respect to the big data. The analytics and that big brain of yours pulled it <laughs> off. And after hearing what I did in the first half, hey, you know what? You didn't even have to do anything <laughs> in the second half. Congratulations, big data. That's the way to do it, buddy.
0: So we wrapped it up, you know, it's a big comeback by you, though. You were you ended up eighteen and thirty-one on the season, mm-hmm. and then I ended up twenty-seven and twenty-two on the season. So that's excellent. Well, it's a lot of games know, we picked,
1: buddy. I love it. This is great, great stats to use. And you know what? I like the fact that you're giving me a little bit of praise heading into the playoffs. I'm on a heater. You're already hot. So what does that mean for all the listeners out there that? Heading into the playoffs, this is guaranteed money, baby. This is guaranteed money.
0: We really, we really brought it up in the second half of the season.
1: All right. Well, let's get into it. The playoffs start this Saturday. I'm pumped about it. You know, ever since they changed the format, Big Data, where there's only one team from each conference that can have a buy, I think this is G it means another team gets in so let's start with the you know what we'll just start with the games that as they are from saturday all the way to monday yeah i said monday they got a monday game not entirely sure why but hey it works for me because i'm a degenerate and i like the fact that we're chasing even on playoff football normally (laughs) it's done on sunday night they give us a monday night game as well so in the afc the tennessee titans pulled off the number one seed congratulations to the titans and king henry will be back when they do face whoever it may be in that in, in next week's contest. And the Green Bay Packers, of course, my boys, the number one seed in the NFC, waiting for anybody to come and dare come to Green Bay and the Frozen Tundra to play them. So let's start on Saturday, big data. It's the Las Vegas Raiders who got in with the last-minute field goal. We talked about it against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's favored by five-and-a-half. The public money right now is on Cincinnati with 54% of the money going towards them, 46 going to Vegas. Uh, the over-under on this one is 48. Big data. This The way we're going to do it for all the people that are listening, you can pick whichever scenario you want. You want money line. You want over-under. You want spread. Chances are we're just going to do the spread because that's where, where we feel more comfortable in. Big data. Who do you like honors to you in game number one on Saturday?
0: Yeah, we've got the – I've redone the rankings for the playoffs. So Mm. I've got a 14-team ranking, 1 through 14. Special delivery just for the listeners. I've got the Bengals' 7th overall out of the playoff teams. I've got – ooh, Las Vegas. Last. Ooh. 14th overall of the playoff teams. Really? We, yeah, we've got so the Vegas, I have them with the 21st overall offense, Cincinnati with the 11th overall defense, and then we've got Cincinnati with the seventh overall offense against the Raiders. Ooh, 29th overall defense. Yeah, I've got the Vegas is the worst team in the playoffs worse than the Steelers or the Eagles, who are the seventh seeds in each conference. So I'm saying that this five-and-a-half-point spread is too low. Give me the Bengals, minus 5.5. Big
1: data. I'm going to look at this scenario because now we're into the January. Now we're into the playoff mode, and I do think that true football will be the reason that the teams that I'm picking this this week – And going forward, are going to have a little bit of a tweak. And what I mean by that is this. I'm looking. I'm just going to give you my formula. You've got your spreadsheet. I'm going to be looking at the teams that can run the ball the best. And then look at the spread and see if it works out in that favor. I 100% agree with you. I do think Cincinnati covers this game for a variety of different reasons. Number one, they have been just the hottest offense in the last couple of weeks. Joe Burrow, Chase, Boyd Mixon. This defense is good, or pardon me, this offense is fantastic. Their defense is good enough, and they're at home. I agree 100%. Give me Cincinnati minus five and a half. Vegas had their Super Bowl last week by making the playoffs. Congratulations to you guys. And that haircut by Derek Carr is ridiculous. I can't cheer (laughs) for a guy like that. So... I agree with you. So we're one for one Cincinnati this week. It's almost a guarantee. And the public agrees Cincinnati minus five out. Big data game. Number two, you got the number four Buffalo bills taking on their arch nemesis. The new England Patriots at number five. It's in Buffalo. Vegas has this line at minus four, which we know is kind of no man's land. No one knows what to do. The public money 50 50. We've seen this game before, Big Data. The weather predicted for this coming Saturday, minus 10 um, with Fahrenheit and all that fun stuff in Celsius. It's going to be cold. Let's just put it like that, all right? The (laughs) over-under in this game is 44. Big Data, what do you like and who do you like in this game?
0: You know, this is the toughest of the tough ones for me. The numbers love both the Bills and the Patriots. I've got them tied Mm -hmm. at number one in the rankings. What? Yes. I've got the Bills with the second overall offense going against the Patriots with the first overall defense. We've got the Patriots with the fourth overall offense going against the Bills with the third overall defense. High praise for both these teams. I have them tied in my rankings. What does that mean for me? I got to take the pats. I got to take the points. Give me New England plus four.
1: Big Data's not wrong. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So here's my theory on this game. I told you guys before, a second ago, in fact, which team can run the ball better? Well, here's the thing. Obviously, the answer to this question is New England. New England can run the ball better. They proved it the last time they were in Buffalo when the weather was crazy then, and they passed a total of three times in the entire game. So my theory would be to take New England. But what have I said this whole year? You got to go with the hotter team, and New England has fallen slightly, slightly off the beaten path lately. They're just not playing up to that caliber And I think Buffalo this time is ready. I think Buffalo knows. You guys want to run every single play on us? We're ready this time. They're going to do the Wentz situation to Mac Jones. If he can beat us with his arm, then we lose. It's going to be Buffalo minus the four. I can't believe it's breaking my heart to say this. i got to be honest with you because I've been against Buffalo all year. But they are actually playing some pretty good football. Their run game is slightly getting better. Not great. I still like New England's run game a little bit better. But I'm going to take Buffalo because they're playing better football overall this time. And you you tricked me once. Fool on you. Fool on me the second time. Give me Buffalo minus the four this weekend. Big data.
0: So I'm going to say here that, you know, it's Vegas has got this so close to spot on. I'm going to have to stay with that third-ranked Tampa offense against the 20th-ranked defense. I think that's going to be the difference. Give me the Bucs minus eight, eight and a half.
1: Take that for data.
0: You know what? I looked at this line, and now I'm
1: going back to my thing. I am going to take Philly in this one simply because I think if Philly can do what Philly has done, and Big Data, back me up on this, is Philly not the number one run offense in the entire league. They run the ball better than any other team. If they get their way and they can get Brady off the field and keep him away, I think eight and a half points is too many points. Give me Philadelphia and that run game. Give me the plus eight and a half this coming Sunday.
0: Really, really impressive uh- I'm going to tell you right now, you are correct. Philadelphia leads the NFL in uh, team rushing yards per game at 160 yards per game. Nice stat, Maverick. Hey, I learned a little something.
1: 3-18 and 18 at the beginning of the year, I learned my lesson. <laughs> Listen to the big data. Listen to the big data. <laughs> From there, you... we go. Yeah, go ahead. ahead.
0: What? Well, I was just going to say uh, – why don't you why don't you go ahead and I don't want to keep going first you go ahead and go first these last Okay two
1: sure this next game is, in my opinion,
0: you said that the New England
1: Buffalo game is nasty. This one, to me, is the toughest of the tough. It's San Francisco sneaking in and getting in in an amazing game against the Rams on Sunday, taking on Dallas, the number three-ranked team in the NFC. The line right now is Dallas minus three, over-unders 51. The public money's on San Francisco, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. 54% of the money is going on them. Um, obviously, Dallas with 46. <sighs> Last week when I won my uh, my, my, parlay, my parlay ticket, I took San Francisco plus three and a half against the Rams this week. I think that the Dallas Cowboys have enough offense and defense to knock down the San Francisco 49ers. I am going to take Dallas minus the three. I am not 100% confident in this one. In, in my theory of what I told you guys earlier, who runs the ball better, that would obviously be San Francisco. But I do think Pollard and Zeke together I think will be enough and then throw in a little dash of Dak and the rest of that offense. Give me Dallas minus the three, and this is going to be a close one. This one could be a push at the end, big data.
0: Yeah, this one's uh, an interesting game. Uh, I've got Dallas third overall of the playoff teams. I have San Francisco 11th overall. We've got the San Francisco offense at 12th overall and the Dallas defense at 6th overall. We've got the Dallas offense as the top offense in the NFL against the 14th-ranked San Francisco defense. So, spreadsheet says the Cowboys should be favored by a lot more. So, I'm also going to take the Cowboys minus three.
1: Yay! love it i like it when my picks well i just i pick the narrative like when you kind of agree with me it just makes me feel better about
0: it <laughs>
1: uh, with, with that being said the sunday night game to end off our sunday night football games it's who just got in by the hair on their chinny chin chin against the kansas city chiefs in Kansas City, the line at the moment is minus 12 and a half for Kansas City, the over/under is 46. Ladies and gentlemen, 63% of the public believes that Kansas City is going to lay a beating to Ben and finally put him out of his misery and let him retire with a little bit of dignity and respect. Big Data, do you want me to take this one or do you want it? Go for it. All right, minus 12 and a half, and now I'm going to use my my theory again. This team is hot. Pittsburgh is hot. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says right now. They are, they, are they lighting up the scoreboards? Are they burning down the city like Cincinnati you know, from an offensive point of view? No. But you know who is? That defense. TJ Watt looks like a menace, tied the NFL record for sacks uh, along with Michael Strahan. Ladies and gentlemen, 12 and a half points is a lot. I am not the first one to say it and I should know better and and 100% should take KC here, but I won't do it out of pride and dignity. Last year and the degenerates know what I'm talking about. I can't take Kansas City out of out of spite. I just can't do it. Do me a favor. I don't care if you lose, but don't lose by 12 and a half. Give me Pittsburgh plus 12 and a half in this game.
0: Boom. I love it. I'm going to give you an extra bonus. I have it up to plus 13 now.
1: Give me the 13, big date. I need every point. You're taking, give it. You're it, taking take it. it.
0: Give it to me. <laughs> so I've got the Chiefs, fourth overall. The Steelers, 13th of the playoff teams. For the regular season, we've got Pittsburgh with the 22nd offense. KC with the fifth defense, super surprising on the defensive year that they had. And then the fourth ranked Chiefs offense against the 18th ranked Pittsburgh defense. But I'm going to say here that this gap uh, is not enough to cover the biggest spread that we have this weekend. I think the spread's a little too high. It's not making sense with my rankings also give me the Steelers plus what? 13.
1: Oh my god, this is like Christmas. I love it. Thank you Big Data. Like, I feel so vindicated right now. This is amazing. Even if we get the crap beat out of us this weekend, I'm, I feel great about this pick. This is great. This is fantastic. Now here's the craziest game of them all. Why? Not because it's a great... It is a good game. It's an interdivision game. But it's being played on a Monday. Big Data has... has NFL figured out that we're gonna chase this even on a Monday night. This is crazy. <laughs> you know, this they, is a they must, play.
0: They're actually listening to the fans. Is what it feels like. Like everyone's like after a playoff weekend, you're like, oh, I miss Monday night football. Oh, well, man. the NFL is listening. You degenerates. You got three days. To gamble and watch nfl football this weekend absolutely br- you're welcome well done you're welcome. well
1: well done roger well done here we go monday night football it's arizona against the la rams it's in la they ended up winning their division despite both teams losing last week the spread is minus four again we go back to it no man's land ladies and gentlemen even though the rams are favored by four even though the rams won their division 61% of the public believes, and the money right now, is all going on Arizona big data. 49.5 is the over-under. I'm on odd sharks right now. This is what I find hilarious. This is where I'm getting my stats from, by the way. It, this, this thing does a computer generation, and it says here that the LA Rams are going to win 33-13. to So they're going to win, they're going to cover, and they're going to go over, but the public money's all on Arizona. Big data, you tell me are these stats right, or are your stats the right ones?
0: Well, you know how much I love my stats. Let me give it to you here. I I think this is after Buffalo and New England, I believe this is the toughest game to call uh, of the playoff games. I've got the Rams sixth overall. I've got the Cardinals eighth overall. We have the sixth-ranked Rams offense Against the 13th ranked Arizona defense and the ninth ranked Arizona offense, against the um, oh sorry I got a little I got a little little hiccup here against the 11th ranked Rams defense. So super close to call. Arizona offense, Rams defense, relatively the same. Uh, Rams offense a little bit better than the Arizona defense. Uh, I do believe that. Did you hear this yet, Maverick? Hopkins is going to play. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm hearing? Hopkins. I is heard gonna that play. as well. Yes,
1: I've heard it's, that as well. Which
0: is, you know, it's going to improve. You know, we used to have Arizona ranked uh, right near the the top of the league with Tampa Bay and Buffalo earlier in the season. They've dropped off a little bit since Hopkins got hurt. So I think they're going to be strong to come back. Based on my rankings. The spread is too high for me to take the home side. Give me the Cardinals plus 4. Well, let me give you a little uh, another little insight.
1: Not only is Hopkins going to come back, rumor has it T- J.J. got jealous of TJ and JJ might be back as well come Monday night come on that's crazy yes i'm looking at the uh, he's questionable which we all know questionable means you're playing jj watt may not be a big factor in that game but the name alone and the idea that he's there they got a scheme around him. jj watt will be in that game against the rams now here's the other thing right before i jumped on with you i was you know me i like to go through the instagrams the facebook's um, Matt Stafford's wife was on some sort of podcast, and she was at that game against San Francisco, and she was talking about she couldn't believe how the how many fans, especially the San Francisco 49er fans, were at the game where Matt Stafford, this is her words, not mine, was in a silent count at home. What does that mean? Is that the LA fans still haven't been real fans to these Rams. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a home game for the Rams. Give me Arizona I agree. This is a neutral site, and with all due respect, this might as well be college football, Big Data. This is a neutral site. I think Arizona fans are going to travel. It's not that far away. They're going to head up over to the to the uh, LA Coliseum, the Sophie Stadium there. Give me, the ra- give me Arizona. Even though they're not playing wicked, I like the run game. I like that James Conner, man. You know, it's too bad Pittsburgh let him go. James Conner will be the factor in this game, and I like Arizona plus the points this coming weekend. Boom!
0: Wow, so we're we're on the same page. We just we have a a difference of opinion on Eagles Bucks. Yep, and on uh, Bills Pats, which is pretty much the closest game you can gamble on. So very close picks here. The that's all it's going to take. This is going to be a great weekend and the art are emerging.
1: <laughs> it's starting to happen the drama and and the, and the numbers are starting to merge together really quickly. <laughs> Big data, there it is for our games. Let's jump over to the great debate because hey, that's what we do best. Uh, pump and dump is over. Congratulations to all the people that won their fantasy. Whoop-de-doo. It wasn't me, so I don't care. Um, with that being said, great debate. We could talk about the MVP race. It's come down to Rodgers. It's coming down to Brady. But that's too easy. We like the hard questions here at the Full Spectrum Podcast. And this week on the great debate, big data. All these teams that we're talking about are have some great players, both offense and defense. But it's the coaching. That got them, in my opinion, to where they are today. So, who's going to win coach of the year? Is it Brabel? Is it Mr. Belichick? Is it LaFleur or Zach Taylor from the Bengals? Big data. Who like winning coach of the year this year?
0: Yeah, I'm going to say Brabel should be there. I just can't get over the fact that he's not wearing a headset most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's questionable whether he's doing any coaching or if he's just cheerleading on the sidelines and then I'll his coordinators both. are doing all the heavy lifting. So just just from a technicality, I'm going to have to eliminate Vrabel. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Taylor's done a great job in Cincinnati. I mean, they've had some injuries, but they still weathered the storm and they made the playoffs, which is very un-Bengal-like. So really tough to change. get into the playoffs like that, uh, for especially for a young coach like him, is very impressive. But I got to say, for the hand he's been dealt, I got to go with the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, rookie quarterback, really a bunch of running backs we've barely ever heard of. Uh, No-name wide receivers, even though they spent some money. Uh, the vaunted Two tight ends that they signed for a lot of money didn't really materialize for them very much, mm-hmm. uh, but despite that, somehow, uh, without spending a lot of dough, he's got the number one defense in the NFL. Yeah, he's got the just game to game the best game plans. And how could you go? I just I just can't go with anyone. I got to go with I got to go with Bill <sighs> Billy Ball. You know what?
1: He's definitely the guy I was thinking about. And I've been pushing his buttons all year. I said, this is the guy. This is the guy that's showing you. And we're going to see him possibly in the in the Super Bowl. I mean, I did say at the beginning of the year, outside of my prediction today, uh, New England versus Tampa Bay. I mean, that's the rating. That's what Roger really wants. Forget about these Monday night games for playoff. He wants he wants that for the Super Bowl. That's a ratings winner. But I got to go with Brabel and, and to your point, he doesn't wear a headset, so he doesn't like technology. He still uses a clipboard, and, and that's just weird in itself. And then on top of it, he's got no running back. His 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 pride and joy, Der- uh, Derrick Henry, was gone since, what is it, week six or week seven, he's been gone. Granted, he's going to get him back to the playoffs, but he still kept, and he, won, and he got the number one seed with Tannehill. And that's also with Julio Jones doing what he does best, and not show up to games so you got to give the guys some respect i'm going to give it to brable i think this year Brabel and and in a weird way belichick wins again because it's a belichick guy so in in a lot of ways we kind of pick the same guy again so hey i like it
0: hey i'll tell you one belichick guy that should not be in consideration joe judge oh my god okay listen Real quick on that, right before we end this
1: podcast. Dude, I've been defending the Giants slightly because I think they got a lot of decent talent on their team. Third and nine or second and nine, and you run a QB sneak. Like, okay, granted, you guys are pinned into your – neither team is making the playoffs. Who cares? That's what you call – you couldn't do a flea flicker or you couldn't do something crazy in the back. You run that – Joe Judge was trying to get fired. Come on, Big Data. He was trying to get fired.
0: Low point of the decade so far for the Giants. Wow. Basically, not enough confidence in your quarterback that he could hand off the ball. (laughs) It's a complete disgrace. Scrub the owners. Scrub everyone. Press the reset button. Just like PlayStation 5. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of reset,
1: three and eighteen—really that bad? Eh? Almost as bad as not putting Joe Burrows in and your finals in the in fantasy. I I couldn't agree more. I, I don't know, it's about the same. I would put it in the same category.
0: With that, being I knew said, you'd have to bring it up again. I knew it. I was it, waiting
1: it, I, all week. You know, you know, big data. I was telling people about this all week, and no one believed me. They thought I was lying. They, I was. I go to those one guy. I go, hey, listen, I a friend of mine. He had Joe Burrows and Chase, and he played Chase, but put Huntley in, and he's like, "Come on, you're lying. No one would have did that." I'm like, "No, no, it actually happened. I'll try to pull it up." No, no one believed me, Big Data. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the full spectrum coming at you, playoff edition. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna have some good games here. I think, uh, I think, uh, I think we're looking good here, Big Data.
0: I think we're looking good. Famous last words.
1: <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Have a great week, everyone. Looking forward to talking to you next week to tell you how great or crappy we did this week.
0: <laughs> Take care, everybody. The full spectrum podcast presented by champions and legends. Champions and legends produces hemp derived CBD sports supplements athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com.